Doc woke in a strange house, covered in blood. Awareness came to him piecemeal, crying in an adjacent room, the bad smells of shit and blood, both smells he knew professionally, the sight of lavender walls, rock and roll posters, and an oversized blue ribbon, its big sunflower head emblazoned number one kid in gold caps, the whole scene blacked with swaths of dark blood. A clock lying upside down on the floor read 1022. The room's shades were drawn, their edges seamed in sunlight. His last clear memory was Saturday night, around 11 o'clock, watching boxing on HBO. Not a very good fight, heavyweights. He remembered knocking back a few beers while Janice slept on the adjacent love seat, looking happy and warm beneath the afghan she'd knitted the previous winter. Time had passed. Things had happened. Bad things. He was hurt. He inventoried the trauma. A dislocated shoulder, a broken nose, separated knuckles, a missing fingernail. His testicles felt like they had been slammed in a car door, and a throbbing pain in his upper left thigh, paired with warm wetness there, told him he had suffered a puncture wound. His head hurt. His mouth was dry and coppery with clotted blood. I've been in shock, he thought. I've suffered horrible injuries, and I've been in shock, but now I'm back again, and I need help. Doc struggled to his elbows. The room spun and he vomited. Long, retching heaves brought burning pain, broken ribs too, and left him spitting and sweating over a reeking puddle studded with chunks of half-digested meat and cloth. Shreds of cloth in his vomit? He shook his head. His brain felt like a discarded squeeze toy. Doc managed with much effort to stand. The room spun again, then slowed to a wobble. He leaned against an unmade bed with a lacy pink canopy. At his feet lay a toppled nightstand, one corner squashing the fuzzy head of a white teddy bear that stared at the opposite wall, where hung posters familiar to Doc, who had two teenage daughters of his own, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Beneath them sat a vanity cluttered in perfume bottles and stuffed animals. Doc stood before the vanity mirror. I look like a cougar mauled me. He wore only sneakers and striped boxer shorts, stained in blood. The sneakers, a pair of shiny white Nikes leopard-spotted with blood, he'd never before seen. Cuts and scratches, some looking very much like the work of human nails, cross-hatched his body. At the center of his upper thigh yawned a serious puncture wound, and a split in his scalp had leaked blood down his face to his mouth, which oozed an emerald green slime. What the hell had he gotten into? Help! The voice down the hall cried. Help me! Doc's professional instincts kicked him in the ass. He staggered out of the room. Help! The voice called again. Doc followed the pleas to the end of the hall. An injured woman lay weeping on the floor. The room around her trashed, stuff everywhere. Things smashed to pieces, blood on the walls here, too. She looked a natural addition to the scene. Eyes swollen shut, teeth missing, nose askew, a fan of blood dried beneath it. With one arm she hugged her abdomen, from which a black dark delta of blood had drained down her shirt and pants. The other arm jutted away, bent in too many places, as if it had three or four elbows rather than one. When she saw Doc, her eyes flared and her screaming peeped. I can help you, Doc said. I'm a doctor. She shook her head and tried to scoot backward. It was an awkward attempt. Her legs didn't seem to be working. 
and she wouldn't remove her arm from her stomach. The shattered arm did her no good at all. Settle down, Doc said. We're all right now. But as he advanced, she screamed all the louder. Then Doc recognized her 